Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Hey, hey, Sid. hey Justin. Hey, Sidster. Justin, I'm going to name things, and you tell me what they have in common. Like a quiz. Like yeah. Like a fun quiz. It's like, yes, it's a very fun quiz. It's a very okay. fun, exciting, funny. I would say humorous. Okay. Like <laughs> something, jovial, laugh-inducing. Something for everyone. Quiz. Okay. Okay. Brussels sprouts. Okay. Dark meat fish. Ew, that's gross. Okay. Rice. Rice. Specifically jasmine rice. Okay. Beer and apples. Um, They are all part of a balanced diet. And I think that... We, I've Beer, been to- sure, yeah. I've mm-hmm. been told at different times they're all good for me. They all sound very healthful and health-inducing. And um, that's it. They sound, very, sound like healthy foods. And... Eh. I mean, that wasn't what I meant. Well, well, what's the unifying factor? They can all contain arsenic. Yay. They what? They can all contain arsenic. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, wait, like, I mean, anything can contain arsenic, right? Well, well, I mean, in the sense that if you put arsenic in it. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. Yes, I mean... But, we contain arsenic in that light, but the but those things you mentioned have arsenic in them. So arsenic can be in any in water and in soil, and so it can get into any of our food products. But these are some things that have been listed as the most likely to contain. So Brussels sprouts, higher amounts of arsenic. Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts, dark meat fish, rice. Uh, like I, I said, apples, I various it, fruits. Apples though I are knew it with Brussels sprouts, one. beer and wine. That that one I can't I can't account for that one, but Brussels sprouts I knew I knew I knew there was something up there. They smell weird. Smell weird like arsenic. I always thought it was like no. an arsenic kind of smell. <laughs> I knew it. No, Wait, I, that might be why Charlie would need them. Uh, she sent her baby senses. They're more heightened than we are because she's uh, outpaced us evolutionarily. That makes perfect sense to me. What's up with arsenic though? Well, it's Justin, like a really bad poison, right? Yeah, well, it is, but we've used it as medicine for a long time, so I thought I would tell you about it. I would love to hear more about it. Are you going to talk about the play, Arsenic and Old Lace? That's the only thing I really know about arsenic. Nope, not a word. Well, we just covered it. That was the only time you'll hear Arsenic and Old Lace mentioned in this podcast. Uh, maybe you can do a, one of your classic uh, Justin Searches the Internet segments <laughs> later <laughs> in the show. Can, and you can tell me about Arsenic and Old Lace? Yeah, sounds good. That's good. Let's just tag for this episode. Let's The only tag that you can search, that is searchable, Arsenic and Old Lace. Okay, perfect. <laughs> this will 
will be your arsenic and old lace fan cast. That's how metadata works, folks. Brought to you by I don't know how it works. Brought to you by Justin and Sydney. So arsenic. Thank you to Damien and Erica for, for both. poisoning us with arsenic. Well, your plot's been revealed. You poisoned my email with a great idea. It's <laughs> not what poisoning means. Kosher <laughs> normally has a negative connotation, but please. Not in this case, unless nope. you hate this episode, in which case, sorry, blame them. Sorry. Not my fault. Yep. Uh, it, arsenic is an element, like is in the periodic table. You know, the one with all the boxes. Right. Yeah. The one yeah. that's on that cool pair of toms I have. Yeah. <laughs> The coolest pair of toms anybody ever yeah. had. Uh, it's number 33, in case anybody is studying for a chemistry quiz. While you listen to this podcast. Piece of information. What an amazing bit of serendipity that would be for you. Or taking a quiz and listening to this, in which yeah. case your professor needs to pay better attention. Yeah, this is... By the way, number 13 is B. <laughs> you messed it up. It's not. Justin never knows the answer to a chemistry quiz. That's fair. So it can be found just in its pure like elemental form. Uh, but typically arsenic is some sort of organic or inorganic, inorganic compound. So there are lots of different forms. There are lots of different colors that you can find a substance that is an arsenic-based substance in because it, it compounds with a lot of other different things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's rare that you just have plain arsenic. Uh, it has some uses in industry, in treating wood, for instance. And in the past, we've used it more as like a pesticide and things like that. But some of these uses have faded over time because, you know. Arsenic. Poison. Yeah, right. Um, it actually is, as I kind of alluded to, we have arsenic in our bodies. A trace amount of arsenic is necessary oh, yeah? in the human body. There are lots of things that we need in just little teeny amounts. And we need just a little dab of arsenic. A little piquant. Yeah. Of poison. <laughs> just, a, just a hint of arsenic, uh, as well as a lot of other animals too need need a little bit of arsenic to function. They should update sugar and spice and everything nice, and also just the faintest hint of arsenic. <laughs> Who's made of that? Girls, and then boys are made of uh, slugs and snails, and puppy dog tails, and also, lest we forget, a little bit of arsenic also. <laughs> A little bit of arsenic in there. That's, you know, it's important to remember in these times with so many people who are trying to divide us, that the one thing that connects us, the one thing that unifies us all, that we all have in common and can share. A little bit of arsenic. A little bit of arsenic. Yep. It's also the 53rd most commonly occurring element. Man, I'm all right. This is fast. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Like I, I don't know why I dragged can, my whole chair in here. I only needed the edge. <laughs> it can be found in water and dirt. It's in the earth's crust. And it can accidentally seep into our food, which is when it becomes poison. Poisonous. The most common form of poison that you would think of is arsenic trioxide. Um, and when it is, that, that forms when you heat, uh, when air, heated air comes in contact with arsenic, elemental mm -hmm. uh, arsenic. And it, when that happens, by the way, it gives off like a garlic odor. In case you were wondering that fact. Okay. So like if you have some arsenic and then you heat the air around it and then it smells like garlic, run. So if you ever smell garlic, you should feel fair. If you get food and it smells like garlic, you should feel fairly certain that it's been poisoned by arsenic. Either either it's got garlic in it or arsenic. It's one of the two. One of the two. Unless they put both, then that's a clever, clever murderer. Yeah. That's from an Agatha Christie novel, I bet. No. No, it's not. Justin's shaking his head. Nope. It's not. <laughs> I never read any, but I bet. Uh, the word arsenic comes from the Syriac word al-zarnica, from the Persian zarnik for yellow. And that's probably because one of the most common arsenic compounds you can find, orpiment, is yellow. Okay. 
Makes sense. Um, in Greek, it became, after it derived from that, it became Arsenicon, which of course eventually is Arsenicon. The worst transformer. <laughs> Arsenicon, uh, which is actually related Protect to the, the old spark, Arsenicon. <laughs> it was actually related to the Greek word for male or virile, because what's more male and virile than poison, poison. that kills you? Uh, it's known as the king of poisons and the poison of kings. Both? Yeah. Well, I think it's a clever play on words. Yeah. It's the best poison, and also it's been used to murder many kings. It's a classy poison. It's a very classy poison. Do you know why it's such a good poison? Uh, why, Sid? So it is uh, in the trioxide form. It is a white powder that dissolves instantly in water, and it is odorless, and it is tasteless. And it cannot be detected in any way. So it's a lot like Iocane powder. It's exactly right. It's like Iocane powder. I knew that's what you're building. I know. It's, it's Iocane powder is what it is. Yeah. Except it's not. It's real. It's arsenic. You can, though, build up a little bit of a tolerance to it over time. <sighs> right. From the drip powder, Roberts. A little bit. Teaches you how to have a... Yeah. Don't try to do that, though. I mean, you can't do it like, like you didn't hear that the drip pirate Roberts. You know what? Did. You probably no. can't. We take it back. <laughs> Don't try that. I may have been confusing that with something else. Never mind. I disregard that fact. Don't risk that on us. So it's so it's really good for killing off like heirs to the throne ahead of you in line. That's not a problem for Justin and I, being the oldest children in our families. Yeah, no one's coming after us. Yeah, we don't need to use it. Well, oh, oh, maybe they're coming after us. Oh yeah. I mean, we don't have to murder anybody, but I gotta watch my sisters. Stay on our toes. Yeah. Um, and of course, kings that everybody hates or just that you want to off. Um, and also, uh, well-known use for, um, killing wealthy husbands that maybe you never really liked in the first place and you didn't want to be stuck with till death do you part. Well, mm-hmm. at least until death till, did you yeah, part. Yeah. You parted. You chose the <laughs> you, time. You wanted death to do them part first. Uh, however, that all aside, it has medicinal uses throughout history as well. Uh, Hippocrates was the, was one of the first, he advised arsenic sulfides and orpiment, which we've already kind of talked about for ulcers and abscesses and various skin conditions. He Mm -hmm. thought that, that, you know, uh, creams and salves made of this pastes would be good for these kinds of skin problems. Uh, uh, Dioscorides, uh, recommended it for a depilatory Meaning uh, for hair removal. Oh, perfect. Which seems like a crazy length to go to for hair removal. Yeah, you're kind of shooting the cannon indoors with that one. That seems like a, a bit of an overreach. Like just pluck. Just pluck it, pluck it out. Shave it, whatever. <laughs> Shave it. Get some nair. Uh, yeah, get is... some nair discordities. <laughs> it was one facet of traditional Chinese medicine, but um, used like a lot of poisons would have been with the, based on the concept uh, one, one core tenet is that you use a... Tr- poison to treat a poison sure so why not arsenic the king of poisons uh in ayurvedic medicine an arsenic containing elixir was thought to give immortality mm-hmm. i would argue the contrary yeah uh paracelsus who we've talked about before the father of toxicology from the 1500s mm-hmm. middle name bombastus so good one of the best middle names ever uh, was a big fan of arsenic too uh he arsenic recommended too. that of course is the sequel <laughs> arsenic it's way better way fizzier got the great caramel color you remember arsenic too electric boogaloo yeah uh, you he used it for syphilis as well as he made a balm out of it to use for all kinds of various skin conditions wounds and ulcers again as well as anthrax po- popular for anthrax and carbuncles what um, are carbuncles 
Uh, a carbuncle. Okay, so fur uncles and carbuncles. Uh, you've heard of an abscess or a boil? Yeah. You, you know what a boil is? Yeah. Most people, when they see like a big, uh, almost like a big giant zit with a big white head on it on your skin somewhere, they'll call it a boil. Mm-hmm. The other word for that could be an abscess. If it has one head on it, just one little white, you know, that you just got to scrape or pop or whatever head, it's a fur uncle. If it's got multiple heads on it, it's a carbuncle. Oh, this turned out way grosser than I thought it would, Sid. What do you got next? <laughs> In 1786, Thomas Fowler, who was a British physician, made what was initially called uh, liquor mineralis, um, later to be known by 1809 as Fowler's solution. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a medicine that was made of uh, with one percent potassium arsenite, Just so arsenic-based based stuff. And uh, he initially recommended it for things like um, fevers uh, and headaches. Um, it became really widely used in London. Was very popular for the treatment of malaria and later became popular for the treatment of what was just being understood as sleeping sickness. Now, didn't we have quinine by this point? Uh, it was an alternative for that. Why did we need an alternative? Did quinine not work? No, it does. Does this work? You think? I'm. You know what? Uh, it, no. <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, it it could kill you too, like if you take too much arsenic. So it was, I would say, it was an inferior, an inferior treatment. But I don't know, like take too much anything, it's gonna kill you, Sydney. (laughs) Yes, that's what too much means. I it it, well, I mean, there's some truth to as I'm gonna get into. There are some things that can be treated somewhat with arsenic. Um, So can you treat malaria with arsenic? Actually, yes, I believe you can. To some extent, there you but, have it, but we have much better. Again, we have much better treatment number for malaria treatment, now. So I am not saying to go get arsenic. Fresh for your out malaria. the podcast, number one treatment for malaria. It's new. It's hot. It's off the shelves. All no, your friends don't are use still arsenic for malaria. There, That's we have old news. Well, we don't. We don't typically go straight for quinine either these days. I mean, you can, but there there are a lot of other better treatments. A for lot malaria. of side effects. But would quinine. it have killed any of the plasmodium? Eh, maybe. Perfect. Maybe I don't want to say no. Um, by the time we get to like the 1880s, uh, because of Fowler's solution, we're seeing arsenic used for all kinds of other illnesses mm-hmm. um, b- based on the, I don't know, success perhaps of Fowler's solution. Uh, so you see people prescribing it for heartburn or because you have rheumatoid arthritis uh, for tuberculosis. Um Again, for any kind of skin condition, uh, cancers of the skin, there were all kinds of arsenic-based like pastes and creams that you might put on them. Uh, for cancers of the breast, it was a common treatment. Um, other skin conditions like psoriasis, even things like hypertension were being treated with arsenic. And there were other things made of arsenic that were very popular. There was Donovan's solution, which was arsenic and mercury. <laughs> it's not enough. You got arsenic in there. Um, there was a Devalgan solution. Uh, same idea. Um, what was really interesting about Fowler's solution is that in 1878, they figured out that in people with a certain kind of leukemia, if they were given... Fowler's solution, which contained arsenic, it would bring their white blood cell count down, which the white blood cell count is very high in this particular kind of leukemia. So this bringing it down like that indicated that it was treating the leukemia in some way. Oh, wow. Um, And so this was used as a treatment for leukemia for a really long time as a result of this prior to the advent of things like chemotherapy. Um, 
and uh, and for a long time into the 20th century, Fowler solution could be found uh, as a as a commonly like in a, in a pharmacopoeia or in a materia medica, you would you would find Fowler solution up to like 1914. It was listed wow. as a treatment for things that I've already mentioned, like syphilis and malaria, and so it probably was skin effective problems. in some way, right? Yes. That's far enough along in history that we weren't just like guessing at things in the materia medica well, and stuff. Exactly. We were starting to actually try and test things by now. The vaguest hints of science. Yes. Uh, was Fowler's solution for anything else? Uh, well, Justin, I want to tell you a little bit more about arsenic, but first, why don't you come with me to the billing department? Mm, let's go. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got at two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
Hello! This month's Beef and Dairy Network podcast is an Olympic special recorded here on Ipanema Beach in Rio de Janeiro. We'll be tackling all the big issues. Should athletes be allowed to eat lamb? Should Olympic equestrian riders be able to ride on a cow? All these questions and more answered in this month's Beef and Dairy Network Olympic special. Find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts from. So, Sid, what else was arsenic being used for at this time period? So, uh, as I mentioned, arsenic was used for all kinds of different, again, a lot of skin issues, but, but any, you know, stomach upset, anything else. And because it was used in so many, for so many different illnesses, especially a lot of systemic kind of illnesses, uh, there were lots of different ways that you could prescribe it. Um, because it's not enough to rub arsenic on your skin. It's not enough to drink some. Um, let's make it into some tablets where you could eat it or a powder. Milkshake. Why don't, <laughs> sure. I mean, why not a milkshake? Why not a milkshake? Um, you could inhale it as a vapor. You could inject that it. That seems, for a substance that too much of it could kill you, I'm not sure I would want to go with inhaling. I'm not sure I'd trust that method. A little harder to control, I yeah, think. Yeah, right. Uh, you could inject it in your muscle. You could inject it in your vein, IV, arsenic. Or you could give it as an enema. Great. If you're feeling really I'll do the spicy. others. I'll do the others. You'll Thank do you. the others? Yeah, the others are fine. Thank you. Um, I've it, got plenty of arsenic at the moment. I'd rather not get an enema of it. Thank you very much for the offer. <laughs> Doctor. Well, let me know if you change your mind. Yeah, no, I don't think I, I have will. have plenty. No, I understand. That's I bought good. a bunch of rice just for that. That's great. I've it's, spent the whole day I don't understand isolating infection. arsenic from rice. Perfect. Yeah, I'm no, I'm so good on that, on arsenic. I'm good. Thank you so much. I won't be back. Bye. In the Victorian era, uh, we, and we've mentioned this actually before, I think, in, in one of our um, on beauty episodes, uh, beauty products and things. Uh, women were fond of rubbing arsenic on their skin. Uh, the reason is that it would give you that really unhealthy tuberculosis glow that Everybody's everyone... so crazy about back then. <laughs> Everybody, and we, we've mentioned this before, this was a time when it was really popular to look like you had tuberculosis uh, because then you looked kind of frail and pale and uh, like a fine lady who stayed out of the sun all the time. A strong breeze would just snap you clean exactly. in half. You that was fashion. Set inside, uh, covered in clothing, coughing delicately into a hanky. <laughs> just a tasteful amount of blood. Uh, just a just a teeny little a little uh, highlight of of red blood against yeah. the white background. That's just that pop of color that every woman loves. <laughs> um, they also would. There was also a compound made out of arsenic and vinegar and chalk. Ugh. Yeah, that you could eat, which also would make you look kind of pale and sickly. Perfect. Again, really popular look. It also, um, arsenic could sometimes give your cheeks kind of a, a red, um, flushed look so that, you know, you'd have that paleness, but then just the just the faintest hint of color in your cheeks because of burst capillaries. <laughs> Great. So, so like gin blossoms, but in, but in your cheeks to your nose, right? Yeah, there you go. I'm waiting for the day where this comes back. And I mean, surely, like everything comes around, right? We are not that right? far off. Like, We're right, not that far off. Right now, everybody's just reliving the 90s and their fashion choices sooner or later. Uh, one, one physician fairly famous for the use of arsenic was Paul Ehrlich. Now, usually when I start to talk about a physician, a, a historical physician on the show, I'm going to tell you really terrible things yeah. about them. Dr. Kind of a red flag if you popped up. Ew. Like, if you're at the doctor's meeting, you don't necessarily want to hear, hey, I heard about you on Solvents this week. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Dr. Ehrlich actually 
the, don't worry that much about him. Oh, good. You, know, you don't have to. This is this is kind of a nice one. Uh, he was a German physician. He lived in the second half of the 1800s. He invented a lot of things. He did a lot of work in the field of immunology. He actually would go on to win a Nobel Prize. Uh, he invented salversan. Salversan was a very popular medication. And he did this, by the way, with the, with the help of Dr. Sahachiro Hata. Uh, and the two of them created this compound to target syphilis. Which was a it was the great big, pox. Big it was problem, a, yeah. a huge scourge of, of the of the time, um, of of a lot of human history, really. Uh, and he found that this compound specifically targeted the, the spirochetes, the teeny little bacteria that cause syphilis. Spirochetes. Spirochetes. I know you like that word I so love much. That's so good. They're little corkscrew They're looking things. Birds. What? They're little corkscrew birds. Remember we talked about how they. Sound like oh, that's right. Corkscrew cor- birds. birds. I almost forgot. I was going to say, honey, they're not birds. They're bacteria. I know. I get it. It's just, yeah, I, know. I always you. think of as, spir- as spirochetes. As I love those drawings that everyone sent yeah. us of the spirochetes. Yeah. Um, so they, so salversan was an arsenic-based substance, uh, arsphenamine. Um, and it was also called compound 606, which all I could think of was formula 409 when I heard that. Yeah. Except for, you know, this was the arsenic one that you put on your syphilis. <laughs> But other than that, it's indistinguishable <laughs> from Formula 409, popular <laughs> over-the-counter cleaning so- solution. It's basically the same. Do you think that this is... You don't... The- it's Formula 409. You don't put it on your syphilis anymore. <laughs> it's for your countertops. Do you think that this is in the same... Like, the same line? Like, the same... You know what I mean? Like one Formula Four Hundred Nine. Do you think eventually became Compound Six Hundred Six? Like this was another honey, iteration. Honey, the countertops look terrible. I'm sorry, dear. I got the, I got the syphilis medicine again. I don't know why they make the bottles look so close to each other. The coloring and everything is indistinguishable. And, uh, I mean, but God help you if you go the other way. <laughs> I mean, that's probably worse. Um, that was the, that was actually the first really effective treatment for syphilis. Uh, up till then, mercury had been really popular and this, this overtook mercury, uh, as, as what you would want to use on your, on your syphilis. Um, and in, in 1910, it was the most widely sold drug in the world, Wow, which says something about its effectiveness as well as something about the prevalence of syphilis. Yeah. A lot of people were willing to do whatever it took. A lot, of, a lot of syphilis going on then. Um, and it remained the mainstay of the treatment of syphilis until we get to the antibiotic era in the 1940s when penicillin was discovered. Yeah. Thank goodness. When things got just a little better for Thanks everybody. Thanks again, penicillin. Thank you, Pen- <laughs> Thank you, penicillin, for fixing syphilis. You made our podcast less interesting, but we do appreciate you curing all the syphilis. That's true. The, the antibiotic era really kind killed ruins sawbones. Our, yeah. The story is usually like <laughs> the average argument sawbones episode is almost always uh, bullcrap, 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 antibiotics, and here's what we do today. Like, that's <laughs> usually the, the arc. <laughs> That's, you know, what's scary though, Justin, is that as more and more bacteria become resistant to our antibiotics. Don't do this to me. Don't, I'm not, I'm not going to play this game with you right now. Please. I'm living with generalized anxiety disorder. Please don't like, tell me about super bugs. I can't swing it right now. I'm just saying, just don't get too comfortable. Yeah. I'm like so good. I'm, I'm not saying, being comfortable. If your doctor says you have a virus and you don't need an antibiotic, trust them. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all this I'm saying. This is a public health message from us to you. That's please. That's all I'm saying. Just for me. Just this once. Just don't get the antibiotics. We really need them. <laughs> 
he also studied various arsenic-based compounds for African sleeping sickness. And I kind of alluded to that, that we had figured out that maybe Fowler's solution kind of worked for that. Mm-hmm. So he, he looked into that a little bit more. Um, this is called this is also called trypanosomiasis, or sleeping sickness, as a lot of people call it. Oh, um, a better thing to call it. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like trypanosomiasis. Um, and it did it did actually kill these, these little creatures as well. Mm-hmm. It was actually somewhat effective, um, but the side effects of it could be fairly severe. Uh, there was a medicine that actually was derived from this in 1949, um, malarsoprol, uh, which is used for the treatment can, still of the second stage of sleeping sickness. The first stage we have some really uh, much safer, effective treatments for, but the second stage of sleeping sickness, we still don't have really great medicines for the, that there's some that work, but they're, they're also very high risk. This one in particular is an arsenic compound that we use to treat this because this disease is so serious, can be fatal. It is worth the risk of this medication, which has this, possible side effect called reactive encephalopathy how common is that uh three to ten percent of people who Wait, take this that, drug ain't it, that ain't nothing i mean that's no that's a very significant side effect and it can be fatal uh but the thing is the disease itself is so dangerous yeah that in some cases you just have to give this medication i actually remember hearing about this on a television program when i was a kid I remember watching like a special show about this, how we need to help. It was it was probably some sort of like call to action. There was probably like some donation that had I had money as a child, <laughs> had I had money, access to funds, but I was a kid, I would have wanted to donate to. But I remember watching this television program about how we have sleeping sickness, which is so dangerous, and the treatment for it is this awful arsenic-based medicine, and surely we can do better, and money is needed for research. And, um, you were, and you as a kid were watching this. Yeah. Man, you must have been a cool kid. I wish <laughs> we'd been closer back then. It's I like remember this. I, I told everybody who would listen, every adult who would listen this story and said, this is what, you know, I'm going to go into medicine. I'm going to be a doctor. And these are the things we have to fix. These these are the things we should be putting money at or giving money to. Why Why are we, why can we not do better than this? It amazed me. Um and it was sad as I was as I was you know researching this that that was still something that uh, we have to use today. Yeah, um, that, that we didn't fix it yet. No, I mean there are other options. I'm not saying that's the only one, but it is still used because there aren't there aren't great options, and sometimes it's all people have. Right, exactly. If you would like to make um, uh, an impact on that, we would recommend a donation to Doctors Without Borders. So you can that they're they're on the front lines there battling sleeping sickness. Doctorsborders.org and donate. That would be a wonderful thing for you to be do. A wonderful if thing you for you to so do. Okay. okay, so Sydney, today, what what do we use arsenic for? Let me tell you about today. I, I want to tell you one quick point. This poor Doctor Ehrlich was raked over the coals for this for salver sand for this treatment he found for syphilis, which, like I said, was the only effective treatment for a really long time. Because if we treated people syphilis, they were more likely to have more sex. That well, that was the that was the prevailing thought. So if you got syphilis, we should let you just have it as punishment. So don't treat it. This was the so there was a lot of backlash hey, from society. Hey, people that were mad about that, I like to pretend that like bad doctors were the villains of of uh, sawbones, but it's really you. It's really people like you, you creeps. Yeah, let's treat the syphilis. Let's okay? just treat the syphilis, you creeps. We all like to get a little loving now and then. Hey, listen. Ain't no crime in it. Hey, listen. 
We're all just trying to get through this thing called life. <laughs> Sydney, today, <laughs> today. Arsenic. So mainly we think of arsenic as a poison. Yep. Um, that's the that's the primary thing. When you say arsenic, again, you think of things like Agatha Christie and arsenic and old lace. And um, and if you get arsenic poisoning, it can be pretty dramatic. Uh, if you get if you are poisoned with a lot of arsenic, and this wouldn't be something like I ate an apple that had a little bit of arsenic in it. This would be like somebody poisoned me, right? Or there was a large amount in drinking water, which has happened unfortunately in the past. Um, uh, you can get you can go into shock. You can have co- uh, seizures. You can go into a coma. Um, you can get really severe GI symptoms like bloody vomiting and diarrhea and dehydration. Uh, for chronic toxicity, meaning that like when you hear those stories of like somebody was slowly poisoning somebody over the years with arsenic, right, right, right. you know those kinds of things. Um, you can see some more like subtle symptoms. You can start to get like a peripheral neuropathy, meaning that. Um, you can get um, numbness and tingling and pain in your hands and feet, nerve damage and pain. Um, you can get damage to your liver and kidneys. There's a classic kind of dermatitis, that, like uh, skin inflammation that we always call dewdrops on a dusty road. Because <laughs> in medicine, these <laughs> are the things. Poetic. These are the things we come up with. Um, you can even get these like white lines on your fingernails. We call mees lines um, that look like from some sort of injury, but it, it's actually arsenic exposure over time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we do still use it in a couple different medical ways. Like there are, there are medical, as, as I already said, like for sleeping sickness. In addition, they're studying the use of a form of arsenic to use in PET scans, which help to look for like the spread of maybe tumors throughout the body. Mm-hmm. Um, they're studying it for that um, to locate tumors better. The other thing that we use it for that I actually very recently have treated a patient with is to treat promyelocytic leukemia, uh, Hmm. specifically relapses of this. Since 2000, it's been FDA approved that we can use arsenic trioxide to treat leukemia. It is an effective treatment. Look who's Um, back. Ever since Fowler's solution back in 1878, we knew that this was possible, and this absolutely is something that we use today. And again, I treated somebody with this um, not three weeks ago. Wow. I mean, not on my own. I'm not an oncologist. Like I just helped, <laughs> but it's still like it's it's a thing. It's still a thing that we do today. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening to our program. We sure appreciate you. Uh, Want to thank you to the MaximumFun.org network uh, uh, for for hosting our show and letting us be a part of their extended podcasting family. Uh, listen, uh, want to remind you if you haven't done this yet, um, uh, another show I, I make my brother, my brother and me, uh, we're working on an expansion for a card game called Monikers, which if you haven't played it, it's sort of like a, um, a charades on steroids, I guess you could say. It's a, it's a really fun game and that comes from me, a person who doesn't really like games traditionally. I sound like such a bummer. They stress me out. They make me nervous, but it's super fun. But we're working, we made an expansion for this game. We wrote all the cards for it and there are uh, a few cards that Sydney and I wrote uh, based on Sawbones. So if you're a fan of Sawbones, you might want to check that out. McElroyCollection.com is where we're selling that for 10 bucks. It's an expansion. You get monikers itself and the McElroy Collection for 35 bucks. I think. Uh, the expansion itself is just 10 bucks. But McElroyCollection.com, we are only selling that as a pre-order for the next, like, five or six days. And then after that, it's it's over with. So if you would be interested in that, go pick it up, McElroyCollection.com. Uh, Sid, anything you want to plug? Anything going on out there? Uh, the only other thing I'd say is we mentioned this last week. Um, if you haven't checked it out, my dad, Tom Smurl, and my uncle Mike Meadows have a new podcast called Court Appointed. 
which is sort of like a legal version of what we do here on Sawbones, kind of telling you some interesting, weird facts on the history of different laws. And, and my dad cracks a bunch of corny dad jokes. And it's really funny and really cool. So check that out, Court Appointed. Uh, it's on iTunes and, and all other fine podcast distributors that you are used to checking. Yeah. So check that out. It's a very good show. Um, uh, thank you, the taxpayers, for the use of their song, Medicines, is the international of program. You can find them on Bandcamp, I believe. As well as several. Let me, let me double check that because I don't want to like talk out. Yeah. Taxpayers.com. Uh, sorry, taxpayers.bandcamp.com is the address there. Go get that. They have a really cool alternate version of medicines that we actually use in the uh, before the billing department, but it's great. It's all very great, so go check it out. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for us. Until the next time we have uh, a, a, a medical topic for you, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.